Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to episode 187 of KT Confidential. Today, Ariel and I are chatting about the evolution of real estate from how we use technology to promote and sell, how buyers are buying, and where and what does real estate look like in the future. Enjoy. Good morning. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know what I meant? I am better, I should say. Oh, yes. That's right. Welcome back. Thank you. Sylvia Good filled, to be back. Sylvia filled in for you while you were away. Yes. It's nice to have her first time on the podcast. Yes. She, she did a great job. She enjoyed her time here. It was, it was actually a good podcast. I watched and I listened. On two different platforms or at the same time? Two different platforms. I watched and listened and then I listened. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to clarify. Yeah. So today... <clears throat> Uh, you came up with a great topic for today's discussion, and at first I didn't think there was much to talk about, but as you got into it more, I realized that there have been a lot of things occurring that make sense to talk about. So today we're talking about the evolution of buying and selling real estate, specifically talking about technology. Yeah, I think it's pretty amazing when you think about how we conduct business today. Yes. Compared to five years ago, 10 years ago. And then it got me wondering last night what what that evolution is going to look like in five years or in 10 years from now. Sure. Well, we're already seeing, I mean, if you there's two sides of it. One is the realtor side <laughs> of things. Like, how does it affect their their career, how they, uh, how they operate, and also the buying and selling from the... the homeowner's perspective too well i think it's affected so many things um but my favorite story is always talking to some of the newest realtors about how spoiled they are as we were too with one specific thing is navigation in your car (laughs) oh right (laughs) i don't know how they did i mean back in the day can you imagine well, driving they, around with the Ram McNally. Is that, is that, is that the right, what it was? the right company, Ram McNally? They McNally must have been maps. much more localized. There's no way that they would have driven to the right. same extent. Like you distance. assume the agent already knows where the street yeah, is. And, I would think which so. Which is what realtors should well, there do were, anyway. Well, there, I don't know, because now information's far more accessible. There's definitely advantages to being local and having that... Uh, specialization but there's so much information readily available that if you have a good head on your shoulders you can process all of it and come to a pretty knowledgeable decision about real estate values and things like that just going back to the maps and having navigation though yes reminds me of a story when we first got our cottage and i invited some of my friends up and i sent this email (coughs) Like an invitation, right? And in there was all of the detailed directions. Why? The exit. Well, that's what my buddy says, right? <laughs> he gets there and he's like, uh, yeah, the drive, I said, the drive was good. He said, yeah, drive was fine, but that's a, that's a long, um, Do you a really long. Turn by turn navigation? The way I, the yeah. way I get to the cottage, yes, which is, as you know, very easy. 
it's really three highways and well technically four highways and you're pretty well on our street right um but he didn't read my turn-by-turn -turn detailed email he said what the fuck did i need to read your email for i just put it in my nav right however the nav took him on one of the back streets so instead of taking highway 518 oh i like that route oh it's very scenic yes but it's all gravel and bumpy and yeah, yeah. depending on the weather it can be anyway uh now you know if when i'm planning showings just going to that whole thought process of showing properties and and maps and navigation literally i sit here in our office see which properties i'm going to show send it from my phone to the car hop in the car and it's already got the route yes in there yes one well, sometimes pre nav oh you had a big map you had you had to actually you can still print it from the toronto real estate board and the oakville milton real yeah, estate speaking board speaking of dated those things are needing in need dire need of updating yeah anyway so so navigation certainly has changed real estate but that's that's really now well when when did nav start becoming I have no idea but it was, wasn't even when did it become a thing. It, there was another phase where... Um, you had the portable ones and then went into the built-in ones Well, you had cars. the built-in ones and, and those like... If you had the built-in ones 15 years ago, you were driving a pretty luxurious car. Sure, but those maps were outdated in a few months. Sure, especially and in you Milton, had to spend somewhere at Milton. Yeah, yeah. And you had right? to spend a few hundred bucks to a thousand bucks to get a new dvd with the updated map yeah. <laughs> which was released I'm, once a year i'm here for an oil change and an update on my navigation yeah anyways what's more intriguing to me is the technology that has changed the process of buying and selling because today we've had instances where people will buy um our listings um i've not had any buyers that have done this personally but I've experienced it on our listings where buyers will purchase sight unseen. Oh, for sure. Because of how comfortable they are after seeing all of the multitude of mediums that we provide with video, walkthroughs, photos, et cetera. Ian, you want to shut that down? The air? Oh. Um, Matterport, iGuide, 3D walkthrough, you can literally... I wonder... So here's a thought. You talk about past, present, future... Yeah. If in five to ten years, let's use that bracket from now, will we see more and more people buying sight unseen? Like sure. Don't don't even go to see the property; just buy it sight unseen. I believe so, um, but with anything used there will be uh, things in place to protect them. Like, I don't know why new builders are doing, like, uh, I mean, I haven't been to uh, one recently, but as long as, far as I'm aware, new construction builders, they still require, in most cases, you to go to the sales center to buy. Not so much anymore. Really? Yeah, not so much anymore. When they're doing a launch now, you can do it virtually. Like I think, I think COVID has taught the real estate industry finally to catch up with the sure. times, right? Yeah, among many others. Uh, 
going back to why I think new realtors are spoiled, the biggest reason, you said NAV, well, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Uh, DocuSign, electronic signatures. Yes. One of a, a realtor in our office uh, said, used an explanation of why he loves it. He says because he's on, he said, I'm on the dock, you sign. So he's at his cottage right. sitting on the dock while his clients are signing paperwork. But yes, that's uh, a huge convenience. Yeah. Uh, when we started in the industry 11 years ago, it was very commonplace that you would present offers in person. Yeah. And well, it was required because it wasn't legal to sign electronic. No, I mean to to the sellers. Okay. So if you're working with buyers, you're presenting oh, to I the sellers in person. Yes. Um, yes. Obviously, anything signed had to be signed and witnessed. Yeah. So you're there in person getting things signed. You're printing out two copies of these contracts, making sure that you've got everything exactly perfect because if something was wrong, you'd have to drive back and get well, it corrected and initialed. Or you'd bring your clients, which is a smart thing to do. Potentially. But it was a huge time waster because if you were competing against... What if they're working? Well, yeah. That, that happened. Is inconvenient. But I remember many times sitting in my car from 6 p.m. to midnight while offers were being presented. It was a huge time waster. And I had this printed offer signed on, on the paper. And if there were any changes, my clients, I didn't make them sit there and wait. I sent them to a restaurant, Tim Hortons, sent them home, whatever. Got to go chase them down, get the get the signatures and initials. And now you can do it all in 30 seconds. Yeah. You could be negotiating two offers at the same time very efficiently. I'll apologize sometimes. Uh, still a little congested. So I am too. And for me. Yours is allergies. Well, I don't know. They say my doctor said long COVID is common. And I have inflammation in my lungs still. Probably really? from that. Yeah. I haven't read up on, quote-unquote, long COVID. So for those of you listening, I tested positive for COVID uh, three, over, just over three, three weeks. weeks ago. I was in bed for four days, totally KO'd for four days. Went up to the cottage so I wasn't interfering in my family. Luckily, nobody, I didn't contaminate anybody else. And uh, for a good week and a half after those four days, I was not myself. Finally came back to to the swing of things a few days ago, but I'm still, like this morning, I felt like a bag of ass. Yeah. A low lack of uh, energy. Lack of energy. Common. Even my, like I've got this brain, brain fog, fog thing yeah. happening and uh, yeah. yeah, it's a little weird. So I'm not totally on the ball. Anyways. You got to fight through it. So... Um, I, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about the future of real estate from the perspective of buying sight unseen, because we've talked about before having a buy now button on, I, I on a website. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. I think, I think people now that are going to be progressive 
like super progressive. I would, I hate that term out of the box, but out of the box progressive thinking that other people, like other realtors, will tell you you're stupid for this idea. Mm-hmm. I think those will be the ideas that will be successful in five to ten years. Sure. And I think things... Well, timing is interesting, too, though, because there have been companies that came out with technology that was too far. The the, the audience uh, or their demographic of their consumer wasn't ready for it yet. Right. So you have to be ready for it. But something like that, yeah, I think a buy now button is appropriate. I think people would agree to it if there were stipulations that permitted a home inspection, um, gave them some degree of protection out in B.C., they are, I don't know where they're at with it or if they came to a decision, but they were implementing a cooling off period, much like they do for new condo to, uh, sales. Yeah. So can you imagine that though? Like in certain markets, it just wouldn't be feasible. If you have a motivated buyer that wants to close on the property, it's going to close. If you don't have a motivated buyer, then why are you wasting your time anyway? Yeah, people get cold feet though. Yeah. So maybe you have a buy but, but, now. But maybe button. that maybe that eliminates people from having cold feet, right? Because now there's too many, there 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 is not enough consequence to having cold feet, right now. Now there is. No, if you have a condition conditional offer, oh, if you have conditions, no. or even if you don't have a deposit, uh, it, um, herewith it's it's upon acceptance. How many times uh, an agent will call you back and say? Oh, I know you signed the the accepted offer. They're still liable. <clears throat> they are, but are you going to hold them to it? In some case, well, it depends. Now, now maybe in a down market, right? For a seller, you might. Well, it depends but, on what the other offers were. Right. But I think back to eBay. Give, let's use this example. I was one of the early, early, early adopters of eBay, and I can't remember when that was. It was sometime in the nineties. I want to say maybe mid nineties. Is that old? Maybe later nineties. Flo, can you, can you check that to see when eBay was? When when did eBay get founded? I would ask Siri, but she won't tell me because well, she interrupted on, last time. Are so you on airplane, airplane mode? mode on. Um, I'm gonna guess ninety six, ninety five. I was close, and so. I had an account within months of eBay starting, and it was the weirdest thing because that was really, I don't know if you were on CompuServe or AOL or which server you started your internet life with. I think I was envious of people that had AOL. Ian and, well, Flo wasn't even born yet. Ian was four years old, five years old. Um... So I was 14, 15 in high school and uh, always, you know, up on technology. And I, my side hustle at that time was still sports cards and memorabilia. And in CompuServe, there were forums. And there was one forum specifically dedicated to sports cards and memorabilia. And I became kind of what now you would consider like a moderator um, in a Facebook group, similar, okay. right? And all of the members of these forums, you would you would buy and sell and trade with each other, and you would do it all transparently, so it's all documented, right? So if I posted a picture of a 
Wayne Gretzky card for $4. And Bob made a comment and said, yep, I'll take it. Um, you would send it to Bob. Bob would mail you the money um, from the U.S. or from Canada. And, um, and it was kind of like the spitting handshake. But there was no, no review system, no accountability. Right. If you sent the card, you didn't send the money. What are you going to do? You wouldn't wait for the money to come? Sometimes. Okay. Depends who you're dealing with. And then eBay started. But the mass population had never done this with buying and selling, right? especially online. But then eBay came in and started documenting things, made you had an account, get verified, put your credit card. I can't remember if at that time you had to have, now to have an account, you have to have your credit card information or PayPal information. At that time, I don't think you did. I think it was a one-off thing that you could have an account, you could buy stuff, and they didn't have any of your account information. I could be wrong on that. But there was a verification system in place. You had the ability to review the sellers and the buyers. Yeah. And they've changed that dramatically because you could have said whatever negatively, positively, left like... Full transparency at yeah, that yeah. time. So are, are you saying they're going to sell houses on eBay? Is that where you're going with this? Well, they've been selling houses and real estate on eBay for, for years and years and years, especially in the States. I was going to Flor- say Florida is quite popular. It's a, extremely popular for uh, timeshares. So if you get a timeshare you want to uh, offload, uh, eBay is a pretty good... That's different, though, because you're not buying a piece of real estate. Well, you're buying a share in a real estate. But it could be a group of developments or projects, whatever, across right. the world, perhaps. Right. Even. It's not your name registered on you're title. Not, yeah, you're buying into, in that case, more of a corporation than you are a piece of real estate. What I'm saying is, if you look at the way other products and services have been transformed into making life convenient for consumers online... The real estate market really hasn't caught up to that, at least in the Canadian market. Right. Well, there's instances where it would work, and all of those platforms have return policies and uh, protection for the consumer in case mm-hmm. the product isn't what they expected. Right. So that's what would need to be in place to make somebody feel comfortable to buy something sight unseen in most circumstances. Um, but in real estate, when you're in a seller's market, that opportunity doesn't generally exist in the way of under, you know, other circumstances, you may be able to include a condition to do home inspection or mortgage what approval. If, what if it became mandatory for homes to be pre-inspected? I don't think pre-inspections would be a thing. Like they're talking about, because um, I think there's some bias there because the seller's hiring somebody. So what if it, it wasn't the seller's responsibility? Well, you're saying that's the re- you're saying well pre-inspection is their responsibility. Maybe there's some kind of you see home inspections and home inspectors really aren't legislated the way they should be and governed the way they should be. I have no idea. I know that they do have certified programs people go through. I don't know if it's governed or how it's governed, but 
I, what they have been trying to do, or one of the things they've been proposing is enabling, uh, making it a legal requirement that the buyer has the opportunity to do an inspection. Right. Which, in I don't I don't know if they'd ever be able to pass that, but that would be interesting because if you're in these hot markets, you lose, you know. Well, the house goes conditional. As we talk about technology in real estate, I think the virtual world is going to play a big factor in that in the next five to ten years. Like the metaverse? Virtual reality? Sure. I mean, it's already there, just people don't have the goggles, so the, the masses don't have the ability to do it, but... The eye guides, the Matterports, that's, you can use that with those. By the way, if any of you are listening and you want to experience that, we do have an Oculus here and all of our properties get the 3D experience. So you can come and visit us at the KT Studio, 75 Main Street East in Milton, and we'll give you, we'll give you that experience so you know what it is like. But even those platforms aren't at the level they should be. Right. Like you still... It's still just... Well, that's why we're talking past, present, and future. Right. So the future of those. So currently, those are a bunch of pictures stitched together. And you click uh, and virtually move forward into another section as you click throughout the property. Versus where it will be at some point, um, you'll be more considered kind of like the metaverse where you're actually placed into it and you can freely walk around. You're not limited to specific sections. That'll be really exciting, actually. Yeah, for sure it would. You know, the one thing you'll never have, though. What? Smell vision. Well, maybe we will. If that ever happens in our lifetime, I'll be blown <laughs> away, right? But how, many, how many homes you walk into and it stinks? Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know what kind of... I mean, the houses that smell nice will have that option. The houses that smell bad, why right. the hell would they include that as a feature? You'll, you'll have uh, some kind of a robot taking an air sample, passing it off to a drone and dropping it off to you. Yes. Sniff this. Well, the bigger part of it will be um, not so much the buying and selling experience as much as it will be the ownership aspect of it. It could be tied to an NFT that easily transacts and gets transferred from one person to another. Yep. And maybe, maybe even that avoids land transfer taxes or something. I am really curious to see how crypto plays a factor in purchasing and selling. There's, there's already been transactions across the country mm-hmm. that were purchased and or sold uh, using cryptocurrency. And how do specifically NFTs, end up tying into right. property. Well, and governments are coming out with their own digital currency now, too. Just crazy. Hold on to your toonies. I don't think it's... Well, yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how that affects the current cryptocurrency right. market because you, what value do they have then? Right. Yeah, it's no longer... Anyways, it's beyond my realm of knowledge but uncle bob printing money or the bank of canada printing money right i don't know how much crypto you've got but uh i've i've been extremely cautious yeah with that i'm old school that way 
I'm like, I don't know who Bitcoin is. I don't know who. Well, the fact that you think it's a who is the first problem. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I don't know what. Well, I know what. No, no, but, I know. But I'm just teasing you. You don't know the who? Sure. Yeah. What was that? There was recently a, a, a coin that, quote unquote, went belly up. Luna, I think. Luna? Went from like, it went, dropped like 95% or something like that. Right. Like hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah. And there were some were, big players in that too. Yeah. I think Mark Cuban, maybe. Well, he's got enough money that. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm, my point is that even people like that see the value in it. And they're, right. they're being, I don't say duped. Everybody makes mistakes with investments. But anyways, that's going to somehow play a role in real estate, just the uh, the way in which it m changes hands. Well, imagine if somehow an NFT was tied to the registration of your property. And in the country that we live in, this beautiful country with some of the best real estate in the world, that over time is guaranteed to appreciate, all of a sudden, the original owner for the rest of their lives receives a royalty on every subsequent sale. It wouldn't happen. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't, wouldn't make I sense. Would, it wouldn't? No. If you have, I'll give you an example. Lakefront property in Oakville, yeah. like the most demanded, pick the best locations you can think of hottest locations you think people wouldn't give it's kind of like a bidding war right like it's a negotiation thing if you want me to sell it and you want you want this prime real estate i want two percent of the value in perpetuity maybe i don't I, know what? i don't know that's why we're talking. What's going to happen in the future? For those of you watching or listening. That seems far-fetched. So according just, to your previous statement, maybe it's a thing. I, I think real estate is going to change dramatically. Well, it has to. In the next five to ten years. I'm really excited to be a part of that. Hopefully, we can be some of those early, uh, not adopters, what do you call them? Um yeah, that's right. No, because I want to be the no. one making the damn technology, not adopting well, it. <laughs> you need to go to school for that. But um, it has to change. And one of the, well, we didn't really talk about it. Millie wants to come on one of the shows with uh, as a, a Gen Zer with questions um, that she has about real estate as it relates to gener the Generation Z people. Right. And it's a big topic of, Discussion. Save your money. There, there's my well, tip no, for it's, you. I mean, realistically, though, it is it, it is at some point becomes not feasible for them to have home ownership in certain areas. So then the way that will change, I see more, uh, whether it's government, uh, done by the government, or they incentivize builders to have purpose-built luxury rentals. Because, you know... Why do you need to own real estate? You can invest in other things too. So there, I think there will be more options for people as, as far as their primary residence is concerned. I 100% agree. Two of the things that I just noted, 
you've reminded me, I wanted to talk about them. Fractional ownership. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be huge going forward, especially for, is that what she's considered, a Gen Z? Yes. And then what are we? Millennials. And what's Ian? Millennial. You're still in the millennial bracket? We're at the beginning. And Florencia? I'm at the end. Right. Yeah. It's like 80, no, it was 81 to 93 or something like that. So I'm 80. Oh, no, so it's 80 to 93. 80 to 90. You're just an old fart. Right. Yeah. Man. I think you're the beginning. And what was before millennial? Gen X. Gen X. Right. So I can't keep up the with alternative oh, terms. Millennial is also Gen Y. But everyone calls us X, Y, Z. Get it? Yes. Yeah. We're finally we have, catching on. We have two terms. Um, fractional ownership. So you get people helping out with your purchase, um, potentially. People with money, older people. People that want to spread out their investment, be a little bit more have more diversification in their portfolio, right? So if somebody owns property in Nova Scotia, maybe they want to own some in BC but not be fully invested, um, become kind of like a, a, a mortgage, right? Uh, so I think we'll see a lot of manipulation of financing mm -hmm. revolving around fractional ownership. So I think Gen Zers will will take that on. They'll they'll be more open to that idea. Sure. Like a Gen Xer will be like, oh no, I'm not I'm not gonna Well they wouldn't need to because they're already in the market. So why would well, they potentially. need to right. Yeah. But if you turn back the clock and say, you know, thirty years ago, oh, you can only own you know. Well, if it was unaffordable at the time, then maybe they would have been open. To Although timeshares at that time were big, so maybe I'm wrong with that statement. The other thing, tiny homes. Yeah. I've talked about that. So, you know, I showed a condo the other day, 500 square feet. I'm walking in it going, man, this is small. That is probably going to be big. It already 10 years is in many now. cases. Yeah, it depends on what location. You go to Manhattan, you go yeah. downtown Toronto, downtown Los Angeles. Um, well, so and municipalities are pushing higher density. Yes. So at some point, it's just going to be... Well, in Asian countries, I know, you know, they live in extreme, like an yeah, apartment. Yeah, you're talking very different... Population? From, well... Population, but I mean... Um, Culture? Sure, I guess all of the above. But also, I mean, I'm, I'm, Size not, sure, of I'm not sure what I'm envisioning, but uh, the conditions of those environments, like, are they are they nice? Or are you talking, like, a small little, like, what? Well, my... Uh, one of my good friends um, went and taught abroad, mm -hmm. and um, it was in Korea, I, I don't remember uh, where in Korea, but in a highly populated area and lived in a pretty small apartment. And... Or maybe it'll be more shared living spaces. Like you have your own little pod where you go to sleep. Like a WeWork Apartments kind of thing. Yeah, you have your mm -hmm. own little pod where you go to sleep. 
and everybody shares the massive communal kitchen, kitchen and hey, that I'm interested in. We should do something with that. You think there's a market for that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it exists it's kind of like, like in universities yeah. and yeah. Student living for adults. Yeah, people get three, maybe 150 to 200 square so feet. So I obviously, since I'm a high school dropout, I was never part of that university scene or I don't think I was ever even in like a college dorm or anything. I'd have to think back. And if I did, I probably forgot for good reason. Um, have 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 you been involved with that? And I don't know if... Flo no. and Ian. Have. I went to college for one and a half semester. So I'm just thinking, like, let's talk about this because this is an interesting idea. You have this communal living kind of dorm style for adults. Well, you know where that's going to be. Would it be fractional ownership? Hang on. Would it be fractional ownership? It so you have like... Could be government housing. I don't know. Eight people living in this adult dorm and each of the eight... It'll be on own. a fucking spaceship. Right. Now, well, now that's really future. No, it's not. Yeah, I don't we're think it is. We're selling fractional ownership on Mars. Do you want to share a bathroom and a kitchen? Exactly. Right. It'll happen. There Why do you go. think Elon is pushing Mars so much? Because he believes that populating. We are really of Earth talking is, is, about is the future of real estate here on KT Confidential, mm-hmm. the real estate podcast. It might be beyond. Can't our time. wait to see people's comments about this podcast. I've sold all I can on Earth. I'm off to go sell real estate on the moon. Anyways, sky's so, the limit. So going back to this adult dorm kind of idea, whether it's fractional ownership or not, right? Like you're, you're saying there's limited space to build. So instead of having eight kitchens, eight different homes, we're going to have one home. You have your own sleeping pods. Yeah. The place looks great. It's got shared wi-fi shared whatever yeah you're sharing the kitchen what happens if one person is a real slob well those are problems that you have to get dealt with there's going to be it'll be managed by a corporation that there will be uh um somebody that is living there or in charge like a dorm uh, counselor or whatever, manager, whatever you want to call them, and they would have the responsibility of keeping order, and there are rules to living here. If you want to live here, you have to follow these rules. If you don't, you get kicked out. So no fractional ownership then, because if you own it, they can't kick you out. No, no, it's not ownership. It's rental. Rental. Yes, for sure. Okay. Yeah, because at some point, that's the only feasible option. Like, It's just going to be too expensive to own. That would be kind of cool if you had like something that was built to not dorm standards, to like luxurious, more modern standards. Like you had a beautiful kitchen, right, with kind of uh, bunkette. What are they called? Bunkette seatings and uh, built-in stuff and Wi-Fi technology appliances. Like modernize that. But then your personal living space is super small. Right. There might be something to that. Well, I think all of the above have maybe, a place. Maybe that piece of land you want to buy at the corner of uh, Steels and Brawny, maybe that's yeah. your perfect uh, location for it. There you go. There you go. Now you found a use for that. Yeah, I don't know if it Anybody want to lend us $2 million bucks? It's three. We can oh, negotiate three? down. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the $24 million it'll cost to build the thing. Yeah. 
Anyways, that's all I've got. But I, I'd like to know what people think about the future of real estate from a, a buying and selling perspective as it stands currently. And long term, what is home ownership or what sort of living arrangements do you think we'll see? And how comfortable are you with crypto, NFTs, anything that might? It's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's when. How comfortable are you getting into all of that when it revolves around real estate? And in the next episode... Well, it won't revolve around real estate to a, a, a serious degree until there's People some have that comfort more, level. Yes. Right. Thank you for helping out there. I can figure uh, out Next that. episode, we're going to talk about stupid shit that realtors have to deal with. I'm excited for that one. Thanks for listening. There you have it. Thanks for listening to episode 187 of KT Confidential. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button and we'll see you next week.